0: Views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. You're listening to Real People of Orange County, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. This show is a fun and informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Well, welcome. I am here in the studio. This is Kimberly Martin, and we are on the air with uh, Real People OC. And I'm so thankful that you join me each week for this show. It's, it's been a passion project of mine, and I, I mostly enjoy meeting interesting and fascinating people. So thank you so much for, for coming along with us on a weekly basis. I wanted to make sure everybody knows... That we are streaming live at KUCI.org, and we are always podcasting on the web, and you can come and listen to us at any time. We've got a wealth of interesting information and music, all sorts of things there at KUCI.org. We'd love to have you take a look. And check us out if you haven't done it. And if you're just tuning in, we are at 88.9 FM in Irvine. And again, this is Kimberly Martin's Real People OC. I started this show because I love to talk to people and I love to learn about others. It's just a fascination of mine. People interest me. And so I feel I'm a bit of a collector. I I don't want you to Mm -hmm. know what my garage looks like, but (laughs) I have to say I want to collect people too, because there's a lot of interesting things we can learn from each other. We can learn from our own experience. And more importantly, we can learn from sharing our own experience with others. So a little shout out to our friends down at JC Beans in Dana Point. It's a, a coffee shop with a rather fascinating assortment of Orange County's residents. And so today, I get to source one of my guests from there. Again, I've gotten, I've had a lot of wonderful people there. Like I said, I wouldn't say an odd assortment, but kind of, you know, it would be fair to say that maybe. Um, And so today, my guest is Bob Lindsay. And Bob is here because at some point in his life, he had to heal his body. And he's going to tell us a little bit about the fascinating journey that this has taken him on. So I welcome into the studio, Robert Bob Lindsay. Welcome Bob. Thanks for having me. Um thank you for coming all the way up from South Orange County. It's uh <clears throat> it's actually quite a trek, isn't it?
1: Not really. No, not unless you're going, you know unless traffic's right. wrong. <laughs> right, right, right. So, Otherwise it's a just a nice little drive.
0: So well we have you here today because you well you have an interesting journey you're gonna share with us, but a lot of this has led you to some of the interesting principles people are really toying around with right now in society. Um, we're, We're learning a lot more about how to harness our own internal power as humans and your story tells a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk about some of these other things we've delved into. People hear about uh, the secret and harnessing those principles and how they can help us um, fix our health. Wushu, which I love, the way of uh-huh. energy. So, in a bit, in, in a nutshell, what would you say you have become through all of this?
1: Um, well, a
0: an teacher an ed- of sorts, maybe?
1: Yes, uh, uh, correct. Uh, I'm definitely an educator. Um, I, I bill myself as a holistic wellness practitioner. Um, but a lot of what I do deals around, as you're saying, working with the internal energy that we all have. So, And that's uh, the basis of Wushu, which is really the roots of the martial arts, using the energy to accomplish things.
0: Okay. And so take us back a little bit. Let's start Let's start back where you started and tell us about your journey.
1: Really, there are two kind of pr- uh, primary or critical points. Uh, when I was 15, I actually uh, started training with uh, my older brother. Uh, with a Shaolin monk who is 89 years old.
0: Okay, so already I'm going to stop you and say, let's tell everybody what a Shaolin monk is.
1: <laughs> um, a Shaolin, there's actually, the Shaolin temple was based in China, has been there for, oh sheesh, I forget how long, you know, uh, long, long time. And that's where the roots of all of their martial arts practicing comes from. So the Shaolin monks are uh, taught in all the various styles, Um, which, you know, dragon, et cetera, et cetera, but they're really taught to blend it into with the use of internal energy. Um, So that's really the idea of a martial artist is not to go out and break bricks, but to be able to harness the internal energy to become a better person and more in tune with yourself.
0: So more of a self-reflection than what we might think of correct when we look at martial arts on television. Correct. Well, so the Shallon monks, uh, they're the ones that wear the orange. You know, when you see this Hollywood depiction of them, they're very characteristically in that bright color. That's is, correct. Is there any significance to that?
1: Um, well, they actually, it, it's interesting. The, the real roots of this type of energy work comes from the Tibetan monks. And they were orange because it was very uh, bright and colorful. Um, it was almost kind of a, a reverse warning that I'm a very peaceful guy, but if you really do, I can defend myself you know, if you, you want to be silly. Me. Right, exactly.
0: Uh, a little bit maybe like wearing a black belt if you're in karate?
1: Black belt, actually, in fact, it's funny. The belts are a very artificial thing that's been created pretty recently just to give people a way to rank themselves. It's okay. much more of a Western idea.
0: Oh, they that's There really interesting. are
1: no belts, as an example, in Tai Chi which is the real roots or starts of, if you will, the true martial arts.
0: Okay, so we're touching on a lot of things. Let's get back to that story where you and your brother encountered the Shaolin monk.
1: Correct, Uh, so I was 15 at the time. How old was your brother? uh, Let's see, he was a couple years older, so, um, you know, 18, something like that. Okay. Because he could drive, I couldn't, so.
0: (laughs) Very very good. So he influenced you in ways that you can't imagine.
1: Absolutely, (laughs) I I was kind of riding along, or going along for the ride, literally. Um, Well, anyway, this this gentleman was 89 years old at the time, and he was just incredible in the knowledge and skills and things he could pull out and run up a 30-foot wall and plant a hand on the ceiling, run down the other corner. Um, And you'd ask him, well, how do you do that? And he goes, you must run very fast. So almost, in fact, it very much was a a stereotype in um, like some of the shows you see.
0: In other words, defying gravity by running so fast?
1: Just capabilities that they could use by tuning into their internal energy. Uh, that also includes like Qigong and Reiki for healing as an example, which is later on what I ended up having to use it from as compared to more the martial arts side, like when I was in the military.
0: Okay, so you're 15, and then what?
1: Uh, well, like I said worked with him for about a year and a half, um, and then my brother went off, so I didn't. He was up like in Whittier, so I didn't get up there again. But the, the what he really taught was very uh, vivid or graphic, so I was able to apply it on through my life. The next real stage that occurred was when I was 28 in corporate America doing a computer job and uh, was on I-5 stop and go traffic zero to 75, truck in front of me stopped, I stopped, truck behind me hit me at about 60 miles an hour. <clears throat> By the time all the impact was done, it it actually ripped uh, my my seat out of the left side of the frame, so I ended up with two completely shattered vertebrae and about 20 cases of whiplash in the neck and shoulders. Uh, so I'm you know, Igor, <laughs> right. and they're saying you'll never run again, you'll never train again, you'll be lucky to walk, you'll never lift your hands over your shoulders. Basically, you're going to be a cripple at 28. And we should fuse your vertebrae and just you know, let you go home and.
0: Be, done with be miserable, yeah. Wow, because you know you're the picture of health here. I, I'm not going to ask you your age. You certainly don't have to tell. But I'm 55 you, now. You look great. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, and that's really the the thing. So here I was a cripple at 28, and I'd been pretty active, and I'm going, ah, eh, that's it. So I found that through looking for an answer, um, I fell back into my my tai chi roots. Uh, one other real quick thing that I think really will root this home is. Most people are not aware that Bruce Lee, in his last competition, had his back broken and then went on to rehab himself and did all of his own stunts. So all of his movies and everything he did in those was after having a broken back and having rehabbed himself.
0: Oh, that's remarkable.
1: So at least I knew that that had and can occur. Not that I'm a Bruce Lee, but if it's within him, it's within any of us. Correct. So it you know, became like a. It actually, only took me three years to go from a bent over, crippled Igor to where I was walking normal again, and nobody could tell the difference. It wasn't quite as strong as I was. That, you know, continues to t- today. But uh, it's just amazing stuff. So that's really kind of a lot of what I teach my clients now is how to dial in that's out there and how to use it.
0: Okay. So it says here that the Shaolin monks use martial arts to find enlightenment. Basically it's, true. It's a bit of a contradiction from what people would think of as the martial arts.
1: <clears throat> well, yes and no, because um, here again, most people have the wrong idea of the martial arts. They go into that to be uh, to be to be able to beat somebody up, and really, the martial arts are a journey of discovery and growth. So it's a challenge to learn how to overcome obstacles that you might think you normally couldn't overcome, and how to dial into yourself this this energy that's available out in the universe. And utilize that in the right methods so that you actually end up becoming a higher, uh, a better person or a more spiritual person.
0: So can you give me some examples of how that spiritual quality manifests itself as you're learning these principles?
1: Absolutely. Um, A lot of it first is just being aware that that is out there. Um, A lot of people get stuck. That it's there to be harnessed if
0: you want to use
1: it. Correct. It's there for everybody. We all can tie into it and, and use it. But a lot of us tend to go, I can't do something because something's going to stop me or I don't have the tools to make this occur. And this is how these people that accomplish amazing things from a start from nothing background have accomplished this stuff. And when you interview them, you you often, they're asked, well, how did you do this? How did you know? And their answer is just, I just had this internal awareness. I just wasn't going to let anything stop me. I just knew somehow. And so it's kind of back to like almost a child when Uh, or at least used to be, you know, you get a serious wish list, uh, catalog, you make a wish list, right? There is no doubt in your mind, I can order it and I can get it type of thing.
0: Right. Yeah, I see that in my (laughs) (laughs) 12-year-old. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Whom whom I just convinced he needed to pay for his own electronic devices at 12. (laughs)
1: There is the balance of reality. So if you notice the yin-yang symbol in martial arts where it's a circle with half light, half dark, and uh, it's like it's kind of a teardrop swirl, and then they have a dot of the opposite color in each color. The idea is it's there's a balance in everything. Um, I need to do some training, but I need to rest. I need to do some studying to learn, but then I need to apply it. Um, so it's a balance, light-dark, hard-soft.
0: Not very Western principles if you look at our history as a country. Correct. Um, you see a resurgence, or not a resurgence, but a... a uh, a surgence of this in our society today? Yes,
1: it's starting to. You notice there's a lot more um, emergence of softer things like the Pilates, the yoga, in addition to Tai Chi, um, where instead of all the yelling and grunting, it's more let's kind of dial into it and be almost more moving or meditative about it. And you actually, in fact, if you actually talk, and I've done some fighting, but if you talk to like these MMA or cage fighters, one of the biggest things you have to teach them when they go into the ring is relax. Because if you're tight, you're tense, you move slower, your reaction times are down, and you actually can't heal or connect to your power or energy, be it physical or, you know, external energy-wise. So a lot of it's learning to relax through this stuff and kind of just go, I can make it through this. I can make this happen. You know, I can connect to this power and literally create create miracles with it, if you will.
0: Okay. So let's say you have – now, you have a, a practice, really. You have clients that come Correct. to you for advice. And you teach very di- some different modalities. Let's say somebody comes and says, you know, I, I want this. I mm-hmm. want whatever this is. I want to harness these mm-hmm. things. How do you start with somebody that's done nothing like this before? Well,
1: in fact, that's a good question because all of training in any of its uh, modalities, there is a science, but it's really an art in applying it to the individual because we all are individuals. So the first thing has to, you kind of have to start with getting an idea of where the person's come from, what knowledge or background they've got, which gives them a little more ideas as to how you can adjust them into this or train them into this, um, and also what they're looking for. Often they come to you looking for something they think, like you know, most women say, I want to lose weight. No, really all you want to do is lose fat and gain muscle because you'll have all the tone you want and you'll be at the right weight. So it's a, a subtle shift of the mindset in many cases as you're training them.
0: Okay, so... Take, do you take them on a walk to choose from a, <clears throat> this cadre of different things that you offer, or um, what, how do you start? It,
1: it's much more what they need. Like if the person, I have some clients that have um, degenerative rear discs. They could literally not walk when they came to me. So, of course, the training I'm going to do in that case is much more of uh, the idea of the relaxing, the flushing, to bring down the injury and the inflammation in the body, and then how to t- tune into these moves and the energy to start the healing process within the body. So they're going to start much lighter and softer as compared to say an athlete that's just looking to fine-tune his capabilities in which case we do more aggressive movements and things that would um, uh, challenge him to make him grow
0: okay so let's do a little um, eastern not philosophy mm-hmm. but eastern practices 101 let's okay. start from make a list and let's start and tell everybody because when you start saying tai chi yoga reiki qigong uh, Everybody gets lost in the the language barrier. Where where do you start?
1: Well, part of the problem, too, is it's interesting. If you look at the actual translation of the word practice in Chinese with any of these types of arts, it's actually translated into playing. So the idea with any of these arts, you're more like a kid. You want to go and play with serious intent. So I want to have fun with it. I'm going to play seriously.
0: Oh, so you said practice is playing.
1: Actually, the translation is I'm playing with this. So I play with ah. the body I have today, and tomorrow I play with the body I have tomorrow, whether I'm a little sore or I have a greater understanding. So I'm always kind of playing with it in that relaxed. I'm just trying to learn and connect and move forward and become better with it.
0: Okay. Let's start. I, Anytime I've interacted with this, they always say start at the breath. Correct. So let's talk about some of the... Practices that help us breathe more deeply and more clearly, gotcha,
1: and that is totally critical. You mm-hmm. look at it from a physical point of view view if i don 't breathe correctly, both inhale and the exhale, i don 't have as much power in fact, if I do it the wrong way, this is actually how I can get a stroke because i 'm building too much internal pressure in the body and i 'm not releasing it when i 'm cleansing or tightening up, or I can get a hernia or a blown low disc. So the general rule of thumb anytime i 'm applying an effort is. E and E, that is, you want to exhale with the effort. So that's the physical aspect of it.
0: You exhale where it's the most difficult. With the effort, exactly. And challenging. Correct. So let's say you're lifting a heavy weight, you're exhaling as you're lifting the heavy Correct.
1: weight. Correct. So, as an example, of the bicep curls, I do the curl, it'd be as I do the curl for the power. Just like if I was doing a punch, I'd, or if I'm pushing a car. Now, the interesting thing about that, carrying it into the other or energy side of this is. They now can measure this. So it's really kind of neat how science can now start proving some of these Eastern philosophies. But uh, they can measure chi or the energy that's out there in the universe.
0: Chi is not the energy in your body. It's the energy in the universe? It includes
1: Well, it includes energy in your body and the universe. It's more kind of like a pool, if you will. Okay. And you can, but um, I tend to suggest that people grab energy from outside and kind of build their battery up. Uh, so they're, they're always charging themselves up. Um, but the neat thing about that is they now can prove that chi energy t- hooks to oxygen. So when I take a big deep breath, and part of the visualization you're teaching new people is when you inhale, you picture inhaling this ball of energy or all this energy, and then you can utilize it as you need to once you've got it in. Now, what they found is the chi energy actually ties to blood. So when I inhale, the chi goes with oxygen, the oxygen. You know, uh, the oxygen hooks to the blood, and then, of course, blood travels through the body with the movement. So it now makes sense how between the movement and the uh, the breathing and the focus, you're actually bringing this energy into all parts of the body. So that's how I can cure um, arthritis, or I should say these techniques can help or cure arthritis in a hand or a broken hand or a broken body part.
0: So just breathing, you say, can cure this?
1: Well, it's the idea that I, I do need to breathe with a focus or an intention. So as an example, if I'm doing a basic chi breathing, it's a very deep breathing with the idea I'm drawing in energy, and then I'm going to let it purge through the body or, or kind of uh, hold in the body like um, um, tea.
0: Uh, okay, so just for the listeners mm-hmm. if you're just tuning in this is uh, real people OC and I'm your host Kimberly Martin I have in the studio with me today Bob Lindsay he is a physical fitness nutritional trainer and um, all different types of modalities that we're talking about but really we've 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 come up with that Bob is a teacher and so has had his own path from injury to health and he's sharing some of the ways that he achieved that health but also we're really getting a good 101 lesson on all those different terms out there <laughs> that are uh, let's say they're Eastern in in their origin and we're learning a little bit about those types of things that are in our society today and learning how to harness chi which is energy right. so I, I want you to tell me why that works why just breathing could fix arthritis
1: well, it's again. It's not just the breathing. If I'm just breathing like a normal person without any of the focus behind it, all I'm doing is bringing air in. Very critical for the body, obviously. But if I add that, you know, go, go blue. Otherwise, <laughs> right? But you know, still, you, know, you watch a lot of people train. They hold their breath. They turn blue. Breathe. You know, right? But um, if I do it now with focus, that is the idea that as I inhale, I'm also drawing in energy. So it's the awareness of the thought or the understanding that I now can bring this energy in, I can now use it internally for healing, or I can focus outward as in a martial arts punch, if you will.
0: So the missing ingredient that we have in our day, if we're just breathing, is intention.
1: Correct. Which comes back to the secret and half these other things that are all coming up.
0: Yes. Okay. Um, Well, let's because I want to stick to what the names are and the terms because I think this is really critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, tai Chi is a, is a breath work practice, Well, yes or no? Tai
1: Chi is a little bit more the, the moving part of it. So like as an example, in the overseas where you see everybody doing Tai Chi or the, the Asian or Oriental communities, they don't start with the Tai Chi, which is movement, until they've taught the idea of wushu or the internal breathing and energy side of it. Okay. Because that also ties to what you were saying about the more I breathe, the deeper I breathe, the more relaxed I become, the more meditative I become. And they've proven that when the body is in that state, it's very suggestive to change, uh, changing bad habits or you're making new habits. You're more relaxed. You can heal. In fact, you can't heal until you relax. So if I'm stressed all day from driving, from work, until I make some time to go, wait a and dump. Because you can use your exhale to actually dump the stress, mm-hmm. disease in the body, which is one of the ways they cure cancer is by breathing and healing energy and dumping the the injury or the, 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 the disease out of the body. So it can be used for any of these types of things.
0: Okay. So the word chi. Means energy, but so does the word "shu." Correct. Help me. Are those two different languages? They're just uh,
1: yes, exactly. It's just uh, different dialects. There's what okay. I think, like sixteen different dialects in China alone. Let alone you know, Russia and etc. Uh, okay. So, prana, so, not to be prana, pra, confused. Chi, ka, ki, Kai. There's even in the the like the Pacific Islanders. They have I forget what they use. I think it's Maui or something like that, Mora or something like that. But okay. it's just the same word
0: for for harnessing or tapping into that correct. that great flow of energy. That's correct. Apparently available to all of us. Correct, correct. <laughs> For free. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, okay, so you talked about the qi mm-hmm. and the intention. Mm-hmm. Um, qigong, that's one of those that is?
1: Qigong is specifically the idea of using these practices, if you will, wushu, with the idea of doing specifically healing energy. Oh. Same as Reiki. Reiki technically is qigong, but from a Christianized... Um, part. Of, uh, it, was, it was basically Japanese Christians that said we have this energy, but we want to stay within the Bible guidelines and so we'll call it Reiki and we must lay a hand on you. Whereas oh. Qigong is just healing energy that you always have anyway that I don't need to worry about a church and I can send healing energy across the world. I can be talking to a friend on the phone and send them energy. Einstein and Edison said that the brain is both the transmitter and a receiver. What you think about Is what you transmit, and whatever you transmit out to the universe is what you tend to attract back to you.
0: Oh, now that's a big one. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So let's not get into that just yet Mm because that one's tough. So when you work with somebody, you sit down and talk about the concept of wushu, Mm -hmm. and that involves breathing techniques. Okay. Correct. Uh, Why are we stronger at the bottom of a breath rather than on the inhale? I'm confused by that. It seems like it should be the opposite.
1: <clears throat> well, because when I'm inhaling, the body is uh, moving. So, I, uh, when, I, when I, the, the general rules of thumb from the Shaolin is you move like the wind. So, when you move, you're very fluid, you flow, and you can adapt to a situation. But if I have to apply a push or a strike, you root like the mountain, and that gives you the power to move something else rather than you being moved. So when I'm breathing in, the body is flexible. I don't have that capability of routine. But when I exhale, especially, and you always wanna use a technique of in through the nose and breathe out through the mouth, you can actually feel your diaphragm collapse so you have more power in the body. Plus if you have a, big, um, uh, if you have a lot of air in your body and you apply um, a push or a stress to it, it's like filling a balloon up and squeezing it, the balloon pops. And this is here again how I get a stroke in the brain or I get a, a blow a, a, a muscle in the lower front ab, a hernia, or oh. I can displace a disc because it's like filling a hose up and then just keep filling it and kinking it. Something's going to blow.
0: So I mean, you don't have to buy into the, all of the spiritual or even the no. energetic concepts Mm-mm. of this. If you're a very scientific mind, you can just say, mm-hmm. "Hey, that makes sense." You know, the Absolutely. balloon will pop if you apply stress while right. you're while you're on the inhale. Exactly, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so and it does. So <laughs> that's why you do the heavy lifting at the bottom of the breath. The exhale and not the inhale.
1: Correct. A chest press would be, you know, at the end is that, that big push, like I'm pushing a car.
0: Okay. All right. Um, okay, so what's next? We taught them about breath, and then you ask them some questions?
1: Oh, of course, always. I mean, you, you always need to look at each person as an individual, and it's very interesting because often you'll ask somebody, do you have any injuries or any considerations? Oh, no, I'm fine. And you'll start doing something. Oh, well, the shoulder's tight. Oh, well, the hip, you know. So then you end up having to bring these principles in anyway, so because... Half the reason we get injured too is we tend to overtrain. If a little bit's good, more must be problem. better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still guilty of that. You know, I have to watch it all the time. Um, but we've actually proven, and I can I do this with especially my starting clients. I hold them back a little bit, and they're all going, "No, no, I should do more." And I'm like, "Trust me." And in a couple of days, they're coming back and they're going, "Oh my god, I had this!" Or you know, women are coming back in a week and going, "I lost an inch." They come mm. back next week, two, three days later, and go, "I lost another half inch. My tailor's going to kill me." <laughs> you know, from breathing. Well, it's just applying this all correctly. That is, I, when I do a movement, an exercise movement, a meditative move, whatever it is, if I'm breathing correctly with it, just the breath from the physical point almost doubles the capability of your effort. But if you're also then applying the energy side to it as well, this is how, as an example, the best example would be, say, a Volkswagen, a child and a mom. She just wants to get to her kid, so she's gonna to toss that Volkswagen wherever. She doesn't care what it takes. She's that's really the, the almost the the ultimate example of of martial arts energy. I need to save my kid, and that Volkswagen's going over the hill. You know, there's nothing stopping me.
0: Have you ever seen that actually happen?
1: Uh, I've had to do it a couple of times, and I've seen things very similar where people do things. Just going, how the heck did you do that?
0: That are extraordinary. And they go, oh,
1: I don't know. I just needed to. Um, yeah, I actually had to, my kid ran out into a street. Make a long story short, one time, and I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and I I don't even know how I got him. I shouldn't have been able to reach him. He was that far away, but I somehow managed to get his the back of his uh, coat and I managed to do a one arm lift over the hood of the car just as the traffic was starting through the intersection and you know ended up dropping the kid like right in front of his mom. But and my wife at the time was going, How did you not pull your shoulder out? You know, there's one hand to lift with it. I said, I don't know, I just need to do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, same thing lots of times. You get in stress and you just go, I am or I'm not. And of course if you say you're not, you don't. Then but you if you're going, I am, you do it. And later on people are going, How did you do that? I don't know. I just had to do it. I didn't give myself a choice.
0: How do we teach those principles to children?
1: Actually, children are real easy. Children do this instinctively until we teach them, oh, money doesn't grow on trees. Oh, you can't have everything you want. Oh, you know, this is maybe not possible. And really the trick is to look at it the other way. Everything's possible, but maybe certain things are not worth the amount of effort or time I might need to put into it to make it possible. But that at least then is a conscience decision on my part as compared to just not bothering to do it at all.
0: Okay, so I have to, I have to disclose. I've yawned a couple times while we're sitting here talking about breath. Mm-hmm. And I find that so fascinating. Every time I focus on my breath, I yawn. Do you know why?
1: Yes. Uh, normally it's because we shallow breathe. We only use about a third of the lungs. And so especially if somebody makes you aware of it, and especially if it's an end of the day or tired, the best way to get the most amount of air into the body is literally...
0: Big yawn.
1: Yeah, so it's like saying, don't think about a pink elephant. What do you do? You, you think about the pink elephant. Right. So if you're bringing the breath up, often the body says, oh, yeah, I'm not quite, you know, this is a Getting good enough. thing. Yeah, so let me get a little more while I'm thinking about it. It's like water. Often you don't think about water, and somebody mentions it, oh, my God, and you drink a whole gallon because you're thirsty.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about The Secret. You mentioned this in our, you know, pre-interview discussions. Mm-hmm. I personally have not read The Secret. I mm-hmm. understand that it's probably a recycle from a lot of various principles that other people have used, famous teachers, mm-hmm. ancient teachers. L- let's talk a little bit about The Secret and why it's been so significant for so many people.
1: Well, The Secret is really, as you're saying, just a remix of um, most of the publications that came up um, uh, like in the 20s, uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And I'm a little hazy on some of this. I, I may get some of this wrong. But as I recall, it was one of the very rich um, robber barons, I guess we call him now, who actually wanted to, he felt that the principles that the rich guys had been taught and knew should really be out there for everybody. So he um, hired, I believe it was Napoleon Hill, I hope I got that right, to actually work with some of his compadres as his mentor, is how he built them and learn these secrets. And then he wrote a book. Well, his friends, of course, were the ones that controlled all the publishing, so they actually had him pull it a couple of times and water it down, uh, pulling some very specific principles out.
0: And what was his name again?
1: I believe that was Napoleon Hill. OK. And I can't remember the gentleman.
0: It it's OK. It was
1: one of the big robber barony guys that had a lot of money at the time. OK. And this is similar, if you will, to look at some of the senseis I've worked with, where I have a secret move that I'll only teach my favorite student. And it's really funny. Those guys that held on to that really never had much knowledge because they're not—they're so scared and they're so gripping. They're, they're not, contracted. Yeah, they're not allowing the expansion of stuff. Whereas the sensei or the master, or the teacher goes, "Here, try this. Try that. I'll try that." And you're going, "Where'd you come up with this one? Oh, it just came to me." And even quantum science, which I love, because here again, it tends to prove all of these points. So here's the science—you know—guys going, "Oh yeah, we can prove these now." quantum science says you know there's no vacuum nature of is a vacuum if there's an opening and we become aware of it we attract something into that so it's here again why our focus has to be the better I control my focus the more I'll be putting good things in place uh, working smarter if you will instead of just working harder
0: okay um, his laws of success that was Napoleon Hill's we actually discussed that last week in our show with uh, Rick Franzi. He Hmm. does the power of peer group learning Mm -hmm. and is very fascinated by the law of success. Mm -hmm. So this is really coming about in such a significant way in our lives. What do you think the reason is or why it's coming to, maybe we'll call it a critical mass now in society?
1: I think that's exactly it. Um, Here again, going back to Einstein and Edison for a moment, um, they proved that we're really all connected in a and here again, I'm going to use energy or spiritual, I guess, way. That is, uh, it, it, they can prove that if, as an example, um, I killed somebody, my energy actually drops because it's not necessarily a good action. I mean, you, you can defend yourself; that's the whole thing. But you know, you don't want to murder somebody. So we're really all connected. And here again, it comes back to if there's somebody I don't like and I think hate, hate, hate. I want you to be, you know, be hurt. I tend to get that in my life because that's what I'm vibrating or creating or attracting. So that's one of, you know, one of the old jokes is, or sayings is the best revenge is just living well. Don't even give it any energy. You know, think high thoughts. You go out and create new things in your life, new positive things. You'll be living so well that if somebody wanted to hurt you, it's like it just it's going to bounce off you. And you're not even going to let that energy come into your life.
0: Right, it doesn't fit where you are anymore, so the vibration
1: not. is wrong. It won't. It won't even attach.
0: So, but the secret talks about the law of attraction. They're not mm-hmm. talking about hooking up with other people. No. What but is the? What are they really well, talking yes about no, there?
1: Because think about it. No man's an island. I mean, even if I'm a single trainer, or whatever, I have a network of people that somehow or the other help me. If, if nothing else, my clients. I'm very successful with go out there, they look better, and people go, oh, my God, what are you doing? Oh, I'm training with Bob. Oh, can I get his number? So even if I'm just a lone trainer out there, I'm really networking with the people that are in my life. So the more I help them and the better intention I have for them, that tends to, they'll get progress because I'm really working with them well, and that will tend to come back to me.
0: Okay. Can you think of some times in your life where you've applied the principle of the law of attraction that you can actually share with us on the air? As
1: an example, you. Okay. Um, I was helping uh, Fahim, who mm-hmm. was a mutual friend of ours, through some diff- difficult things and gave him some of these type principles to help give him a little bit of rooting with what he was going through at the time. And I said, oh, wow, this is really good stuff. You know, I know somebody he <laughs> mentioned, and you know, that's how we connected.
0: Right, right, right. That's um,
1: funny. Oh, probably over half my clients come to me because uh, either their doctor says, man, you're having a problem, go find a stretch class or uh, you know something, and they end up coming to me. And it's funny because in my clubs... I tend to be the guy that's given everybody that nobody else can work with, because I like that. That to me, it's a challenge. I like fixing the people. The doctors say, "Sorry, you're 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 out of luck."
0: Hmm. How long do you end up working with clients?
1: It depends on the client, but generally speaking, unless you've got some kind of rootings or knowledge or prior training in this, um, you know, a minimum of six months to anything from a year to two, just depending upon where you're at, what you're trying to accomplish, you know, how your lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera.
0: And when you had your injuries, how long did it take you to get back?
1: Well, it actually took me approximately three years. Um, and the, the slowest time is always at the beginning because that's when you have the least amount of progress. You know, you're, you're still bruised. You're you know, In my case, I said I, I was walking like Igor. I couldn't even straighten up. Right. Um, so the first about year, year and a half was mostly the bruising going down and just kind of setting the intention in my mind and starting with very light movement. They, they recommend 10 or 30% of what would be max for you. So you can consistently nibble on it and start to make progress. Okay. Um, so it took me about three years. And, you know, by the end of that time, nobody could tell I'd ever been in an accident. I was walking normal. I was upright, you know.
0: Well, what If this is too personal, just say, but what do your x-rays look like on those crushed vertebrae? Well,
1: now this is what's really funny. When I had the accident, of course, you know, you look at the x-ray. I mean, I had vertebrae, vertebrae, powder, powder, vertebrae, vertebrae. I didn't bother getting another x-ray. Uh, I was at 28 when I was injured until um, 40 Two forty-three, 43, uh, and I actually was doing another job, and I slipped and fell, and the guy, had, you know, very good insurance, says, you know, just go, go get it looked at. So I went into the doctor, and he said, do you have any previous conditions? I described my back. He says, okay, we'll take a whole back x-ray. Um, where I'd fallen was on the upper part of the shoulder. He said, you know, that's fine. It's a little bruise. should be fine. And he pulls out the, the low back x-ray, and he goes, but do you have any idea what you're talking about on the low back? So he spins the x-ray around, and it's perfect. He said, you got the low back of a 25-year-old. They're oh. all there, and what's really interesting about that is uh, I used to have a scoliosis or S curve at the very base of my spine, almost kept me out of the military. Right, that's not even there now.
0: Okay, so that's that's intriguing. I mean, I think if you're a non-believer of all this hoopla, we'll call it, <laughs> um, that, that's pretty that's pretty science based. So, what what specifically did you do on your back to? pull it all together
1: well as I said you know I use wushu that is the power the the idea of the internal energy so you know I can use qigong to in fact when I do massages and I'm manipulating people I actually dump healing energy into them as well so it's very interesting because I can work at somebody and release them much deeper uh, than anybody doing like rolfing techniques which is Mm -hmm. a very deep and bruising technique and painful exactly yeah I can go deeper than that without the pain and the bruising so I've had client after client, I'll work on them, and, they go, and I'm like, how is that? And they go, oh, my God, uh, that was, you know, you, you work deeper than a rolfing session, and I'm not bruised, I'm not injured, and I can move, and it feels great. What did you do? And I tell them, just gave you some energy with the manipulation. I just kind of pulled the bad stuff out. I put in good stuff, and I pulled the bad stuff out.
0: Right. Okay. So uh, if you're just tuning in, this is Real People OC, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. I have in the studio with me Bob Lindsay. And if you've been listening, you can look a little deeper. Bob's website is Body by Bob. Boy, that's kind of a tough <laughs> one to say. All that. What, what is the, the yolasite.com? Yeah, comes that's on just there? the. Just, that's, why don't you say that all in one for me?
1: It's a, yeah. So it's um, body by Bob, period, yola, yola, site, s i t e.com. Okay. It's, that's just the the site the the service that I'm using for it.
0: Okay, so if so. they were to type in Bob Lindsay, L I N Z Y, would they get you?
1: Probably. I don't okay. know anybody or very few people that spell it that way. So you'll catch me on Facebook and then you link up to my website if nothing else.
0: Okay. And okay, so did somebody do all of this for you? Is that how you got no. interested in all of these?
1: Uh, well, as I said, you know, I, uh, you're saying the wushu and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. No, yes. no. Simply, as I said, uh, I started originally when I was younger, fifteen. You know, kind of small. Wanted to learn something. Uh, you know, everybody wants to know martial arts, right? Right. <laughs> Sooner or later, at their age. But then, when I was injured at 28, what I found was I fell back into the real teachings that I had been taught, but just didn't appreciate at the time as a kid.
0: You mean from the Shaolin months? Correct. Correct.
1: Okay. And the fact that, as I said here again, mm-hmm. the fact that I knew that Bruce Lee had had his back broken and he had rehabbed himself back and then done all his movies. So, and in fact, science even points out that. We know the body replaces itself. Skin is you know, about thirty yes, days. Yes, but a
0: vertebrae—they really.
1: Well, even deep bones, you know, the mm-hmm. joints replace themselves in about three years. Now, if you don't do any movement with it, it'll atrophy, so or I you'll see. keep the injury. But here again, if you're mm-hmm. if you find a movement that gently activates it, so you don't overtrain it, the activation over time, as the body is replacing it, makes it start to get better and better and better. It's like a stroke victim where they've lost that those sets of nerves they, they the can't pathways. move their hand but if you do what they call a shadow movement where somebody moves the hand for them and it might take six weeks six months something like that it'll start relayering the pathways simply because it's like telling your kid clean up your room clean up your room <laughs> finally it sooner or later it says well you must want this to work so we'll actually rewire it
0: hmm. and
1: start to create the process of healing and regeneration
0: so what was that gentle move that you did for your back what did it look like? Was it a stretch? Was it a Yeah, kick?
1: basically, oh, no, you, you always start soft because a kick, a, a, a snappy movement like that's going to tend to make more injury, at least when you start. It's like snapping a rubber band that's weak. So right. everything is always very slow and deliberate when you start. The general rule of doing Tai Chi is the idea that you're doing a very thick molasses up to your neck in winter.
0: Oh. So
1: everything's very slow and controlled. So mm-hmm. if you start a movement and you catch something, you feel it before you can rip through it. So it's like, ooh, that's a little tight. Let me come back. Let me loosen up. Let me adjust into it. Or maybe that's my stopping point then. Uh, Like when I started my rehab, I'd stand in front of like a bookshelf. And the first thing was just stand upright, you know, uh, because I'd be curved over. And I'm standing upright going, this doesn't feel right. And then I could look two books one way and three books the other way. But if I looked an extra book, I'd spasm the you know, first time for like two months. And then it went down to you know, two days. And that's how I could tell I was making progress until I could actually look the extra books and continue the process.
0: So you had to be pretty patient with yourself.
1: Yes, because I said at the very beginning, I mean, I, I, I said got hit by a major auto accident. So, you know, you have internal bruising for f- six months, eight months.
0: Not a very Western principle patience. and no. And even less so here in Orange County because we have such... Um, such ambitious folk here.
1: Of course, and and even pointing that out, that's half the problem. Because if I think I don't have the time, I will create stress, and I will then transmit I don't have the time. And what I will get back from the universe, as silly as it sounds, is I don't have the time.
0: Boy, that's a big one for me. I, I think I use that excuse all the time.
1: Always. But. so here's a little test you can do and I did this myself um, I used to race sports cars so I, I like to get there I like you to like get to go fast <laughs> I just like to get there I try not to go fast anymore because of the cops but i like to get there right um, and the interesting thing is and I've tried this multiple times I can go in the mornings where I'm like oh, I'm stressed uh, and I can be five minutes late and I can go in the mornings exact same thing and say you know what I got all the time in the world and the lights are green. The traffic opens up, and I get there for like five ten minutes early. I'm going, how is that? And I'm relaxed.
0: Mm, interesting. It
1: really comes back to do I do I think I do Henry Ford. If I think I do can or I think I can't, either way, I'm correct. You're right because I'm creating my reality.
0: I love that one. You know, it's funny. You remind me of a time where i I did a little test with my kids. I had three kids. I was alone with them for a week while I was my husband was away. And we had always just uh, struggled to get out the door on time and Mm -hmm. so much stress in the morning just to get them in the car, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Arrived to school and you really kind of need a cocktail after that experience. (laughs) But um, I'm sure that's how a lot of uh, middle-aged drinking starts.
1: My joke is a man needs to believe in something. I believe I'll have another drink. (laughs) Yes, that's
0: right. So, But for me, I just one day my husband was gone. I thought, I'm just going to try this and see what it's like if I just let the morning flow naturally. And... Yep. I did for three days. And each day I was off by a minute. I was mm-hmm. late. Mm-hmm. But I thought to myself, you know, that minute is not far, not hard to hone. And And my daughter's teacher pulled me aside and she goes, what the heck is going on? You've been late three days in a row. And I said, yes, but only a minute. <laughs> and I told her about my little experiment, you know, mm-hmm. and shared with her that, uh, you know, that I was really wanting to try something for my family just to see what I could Affect a change and really that meant only getting up just a smidge more mm-hmm. to getting through the morning but um, okay I want to tell about some of the resources that people can go online and look a little bit more into some of these principles that we've talked we're talking about the principle of wushu um, the way of energy Chi. you may have heard it uh, Tai Chi is certainly one of the arts of harnessing this energy um, the Shallon Way, we touched on that, is a book by Steve DeMarco and his teachers. I, any thoughts on that book as a resource? For that folks?
1: one's a great book because what he actually does is he takes um, uh, the principles, uh, 10 principles that the Shallon have taught for like 5,000 years and boils them into current day times. So it's some of what we were talking about that is that I can make the time if I just relax a little bit. That if I have the right focus, I can create some of these realities in my life, and it's really my choice. Right. You know, a situation happens, I can go, "Oh my God," I'm, you know, or I can go, "You know, there's an opportunity here. I don't know what it is, but if I look for it, I'll find it." Whereas if I don't look for it, I'll never find it. You're aware right. that I'm going to create a self-fulfilling prophecy, and it's right. my choice. So a lot of it's that just being aware you have that choice, and it's not some mystical thing out there that either doesn't like me and is going to put me in the bad pile, or you know, I have to get <laughs> magically lucky somehow. You actually create it. Even Napoleon said, you create your own luck, and I'd rather have luck than skill. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought so. (laughs) Another
0: online resource is energyarts.com. Tell me about Bruce Francis.
1: Yeah, I believe so. I I, I speak American. I can barely pronounce it.
0: F-R-A-N-T-Z-I-S. That's why we're struggling here.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I do like that site. I mean, it's really sometimes very hard to get some things off sites. I mean, you get some data, but um, I do like that one because... He actually does teaching. He covers a whole realm of things, um, uh, the Qigong, the Tai Chi, and how you even I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. It's there's a dragon. Uh, it's endless. Actually, you've got all these things that they made. But okay. that's a really good. I, th- I like the way he, he explains it. He does have classes. He has books. So It's a really good source, I think. That's taught in a very good manner.
0: Okay, um, I love that we included in our list Bruce Lee and his books on Jeet. Kundo,
1: ji kundu. Here Jin again, it Kundo. depends on where you're coming from, how okay. you pronounce it. Potatoes, potatoes. You know, it's
0: really the art of combat.
1: Well, ji kundu is actually it's the way of the intercepting fist. As a Shaolin monk, which really technically all martial arts should artists should be, I can never attack anybody. It's illegal for me to attack anybody because I have these skills
0: and this principle.
1: Correct, but I can defend myself. Mm. So, in fact, the salute in wushu is an open left hand, is "Hey, I'm your friend." with a fist in the right. So the idea is I want to give you an open hand of friendship, but you know, if you if I have to, I can defend myself. So um, it was really the idea that I'll never attack, but if I do get attacked, I can intercept you and then take care of business.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, any others that you can think of? We've got The Power of Chi by uh, Jeff Pike. Uh,
1: now that one's a great one. That was one of my real key books. Um, there's multiple versions of Tai Chi, and in fact, this is where some of the confusion comes in, because you can take the same style, shoranu, which is a Japanese style. Oh,
0: say that slowly, please. Oh, gosh.
1: Now I'm in trouble. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> I
0: won't make you. That's okay. I, I'm, 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 I make it a, a, a habit not to intimidate or call anybody on the carpet here on this that's show. That's
1: okay. Um, <laughs> it's shoranu, but there's different versions of it. Like I studied with a sensei that wanted to lock the joints, and that's really terrible for you. And I asked him, why do you do this? He said, 7,000 years of tradition. And I'm like... We haven't learned anything in 7,000 years. Let's unlock the, the joints and not injure ourselves, you know. So it's very interesting how some people apply this. You can take even a good thing sometimes and make interesting things occur with it, if you will. Um, but uh, I really liked um, uh, Jeff's book because he, te- he, he that, that one is… Um,
0: the Power of Qi.
1: Correct. And what he actually teaches in there, it's what what's called Tai Chi Chong, which is a healing version. Most of the time when people see Tai Chi or think of it, they think of… You're out there in the park and you're going through...
0: It's always a park. Right,
1: or whatever. (laughs) I'm not making fun. You know, grassy (laughs) knoll, whatever. But you're going through these slow moves. Now, those moves are not really effective for you until you get the ideas and the principles behind them. Tai Chi Chong is really, here's a move that helps the low back. Here's a move that heals the spine. Here's a move that heals shoulders. So it it can really be taken, and that's why I use the style more, and fine-tuned to the individual, you know, Uh, You have bad shoulders, we'll use more of these things. Uh, You have this, we'll do that. You need more strength, we'll do the strength cottage. You need flexibility, we'll do the movement or flexibility cottage. So there's all these little ways uh, that you can apply it to the individual to fine-tune it for them and and what they need. Okay. But that's a really good book. I like that one a lot. Okay. written from the point of view of an English guy, too, so that that makes it a little more understandable.
0: Maybe not quite so natural, these principles. Correct. From a cultural standpoint, maybe. Right, right. Um, but you're also working on your own book. Tell me about that.
1: Um, well, it's interesting because when I was injured, I actually had two sets of two doctors in Mission Bay O Hospital, which is a pretty good hospital at the time, and they all told me, "Hey, you're, you're you're screwed. You're broken for life. You just here's a pain pill if you want, and go away." And I just said, "That's wait a minute. That that's ridiculous. You know, this this isn't medical care." So and here again, yeah. Well, (laughs) that's the problem, right? um, But so I kind of went back to my roots, and here again, I was lucky enough to say, "Well, I knew Bruce Lee had been able to heal himself using these techniques, so why can't I?" And when it worked as well as it did, I then kind of got into the, "We don't understand this." I mean, Western medicine is great. What I call meatball surgery—you're torn apart. They can keep you alive, but then they don't get the idea of recovery they don 't understand that it 's movement over time that lets it relayer as it replaces it to completely heal it you know, that 's how i 'm now able to have the back of a twenty five year old with no trauma, and even maybe though they're it's they 're saying you can 't heal that
0: track their clients or have long term enough relationships to It's more the mindset. Understand that
1: it's really just more of the Western mindset of I want to get in there, I want to get my money, and I want to get out.
0: That sort of mechanistic thinking. You know, I deal. I deal with backs. This is my part. You know, not how it interrelates.
1: Also, there's of course, unfortunately, we're kind of the land of attorneys. Legally, legally, doctors can only recommend certain things, but that's changing too. As the idea, like um, I worked with a uh, client who was a nurse in um, uh, one of the hospitals here in the night uh, section for the children. And when she was there, they actually had an energy worker coming in. And now it's funny because they said, we don't believe it. So she can only work on half the kids. Uh-huh. But all the the half that she worked on, all of those children recovered like twice as quick or recovered, whereas everybody on the other side didn't or they took twice as long to recover.
0: Fascinating. <laughs> is, is there anywhere online somebody can go to look at that study? What is it called?
1: I don't know that they put that out, because okay. they I, they didn't really they want, it didn't want it available. Yeah. But there is a very famous study done by a Japanese scientist, I think at the University of Tokyo, with water, mm. where he purified water, took a shot at the crystalline structure, poured it in two separate beakers, took another shot, it's still identical, then took two sticky notes. One he said, I love you. One he said, I hate you. Stuck it on the water, mm-hmm. each beaker, put them away, came back 72 hours later and ph- photographed it. The one that had I hate you on it is like this corrupted little twisted force and the one that had I love you on it grew into this like beautiful tree.
0: It's so fascinating because I remember hearing about this in one of the one of the interviews we've mm-hmm. we've done. And I, I'm fascinated by that. It's just it it's comes
1: back to the idea of our intention, you know, um if somebody's having a bad day and I give them a smile, often that's enough to make them go, "Oh, well, that's kind of nice." You know, I didn't expect it and it lifts you up.
0: So, okay, we're coming down, we're winding down on our hour. We actually don't have very much time left, which is no surprise here at Real People. A lot of data with this. so It is so much. But one of the things I was excited to talk about, and I'm sorry I didn't leave more time to it, is the energy of our food. But let's talk briefly about that because we've devoted a big part of the hour to talking about energy and mm-hmm. really how it's helpful to our body. But we're putting food in our bodies daily. Mm-hmm. and
1: Ideally, the, hopefully.
0: Yes. The energy of that food. Let's talk about that because I'm, I'm so worried about the GMO issue.
1: You should be. Um, you know, they realize, of course, they made the GMO stuff to make bugs not able to eat it. It blows their bellies up. When oh, we great. eat it, and we're wondering why all of our children and things are having these bloating and distension and extension. It's because GMO food is basically not food. Okay. It's, yeah, it's you know, take, take anyway, I mean, you got to understand if I change the genetics of something, it's no longer what it was.
0: Right. So what do you do as a practitioner for yourself and for your clients to combat what might be out there?
1: It's actually semi-easy. It's like everything, the theory and then the application. But the idea is you want to eat as much as possible what would be natural. So I tell my clients, make this real easy. Imagine you're an Indian out there running in the plains before a white man came. If I couldn't find, cook, catch, clean, you know, then you really shouldn't be eating it. So if it's packaged, it's got processing in there. It's got stuff that's going to poison you, simply put. Um, So, you know, But I mean, I get it. You know, I'm busy half the times. I'm, you know, up at... 5 a.m. in the morning working till 10. So once in a while, you know, I've got to buy something. So, you know, you do what you have to. But if you just be aware that the more natural it is, the more natural the energy is going to be and the better it's going to be for you. You know, so from that point of view, nutrition can, here again, get kind of simple, although there is the a little bit of an art in applying it to each individual.
0: Okay. So if there is one or two things that we can do about this genetically modified food, let's... Give some give some other pointers.
1: Um, well, number one, I'd be talking to the government about it. I just became aware that unfortunately, on the Farmers Bill they're passing on a, a, you know in the U.S. they're forcing the farmers to have to take GMO if they want them to. They don't have the right now to say I don't want to grow this, which I kind of think is well, oops.
0: it kind of doesn't even matter because if their neighbor's doing it, then it's going to populate their farms. Well,
1: no, because GMO stuff won't grow. It's so artificial. Every year you have to go back to the manufacturer and get seeds from them. That's just why they like it. They've now got you in a stranglehold. You want to grow something this year, you've got to come back and buy it for me. It's like Ah. the Mafia. You need some protection. Accidents happen, Crash. Yes,
0: that's true. So that
1: right there tells you it's not food.
0: Because it can't regenerate. Exactly. So what, what should we be doing for our future generations with respect to this?
1: Oh, boy. Well, I recommend you need to demonopolize. You can't have something in one place and have it work right because every place is a little different. As an example, you want to talk allergies? If I don't get food that is grown or comes from the area I live in, I'm not going to build an immunity up to the things that are in there, the antigens, I think they call it, that give me uh, allergies. So yeah. the fact that maybe we've got one big processing plant in the Midwest and it's shipped all over the place, number one, what if something happens there? If something happens that spot, we're, we now have nothing. But two, if I'm getting this from another area, I'm not going to be getting what I really need from food grown in that area, which is going to make me healthy in that area.
0: Right. So, okay.
1: Um I guess awareness and you know, letting your 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 congressman and stuff just be aware that, hey, I'm aware of this and we don't like it.
0: Okay. Um more more than that, let's talk about the energy of our food now. Okay. Tell me a little bit about how the principles we've discussed for the full hour can sort of work back into okay. what we're...
1: Well, the one good thing is what you believe in can will accomplish anything. So I can eat garbage, and if I put the mindset on, you know what, this is just what I need to do at the moment, and it'll be okay, and I'm going to process it, the body actually will to an amazing degree. So part of it is here again. You mean again. do what it's told in a Correct, way. correct. If I put the right mindset on, hey, I'm doing this temporarily, I'm really busy, I've got to go get some whatever, you know, and microwave something, Work with me here and I'll, you know, thank you and I'll take care of it later. So here again, bringing the proper energy and blessing your food, you know, bringing, you know, energy into it. Like if I'm doing Qigong to heal you, I could literally, you know, bring up energy and say, you know, put it into the food and do much the same thing. So whether I'm doing external or internal, I can effectively do the same things.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Very so interesting. it's very fascinating. Okay. So I want you to share some closing thoughts with me. What What's the most important thing you want to share? You have your life's work that you've been doing. Why, why and what's important for you in doing this work?
1: I think what was really important is the fact that I was going, told that, hey, there's a limitation here. You'll never get by. You know, you're basically screwed or limited. And I just think that's such a fallacy, you know, because everything can be accomplished out there. If number one, we have a bit of belief, and if number two, we try. Um, it's like, you know, they say man never could fly. Man can't fly. Well, we created the law of lift to make, make let man fly. They said ships have to be built out of wood because only wood floats. We created the law of displacement to let seaman and iron ships float. So mm-hmm. we have the ability to adjust our reality and create a new law, if you will, to be able to accomplish something that... Everybody else said it was impossible. Henry right. Ford, if you think you can or you think you can't, you will create that reality. You're
0: right, yeah. And so, this is something you want to share. When uh, When's your book coming out?
1: Um, well, it's kind of a work in progress. So, it's uh, I, it's hard to say. I mean, it's in a usable form, but I'd like to expand it a bit and make it more complete. And I'm not sure how long that'll take. It'd probably be an ongoing process forever a bit.
0: All right. Well, wonderful. Um, so, in closing, I want to make sure you can get a hold of Bob. It's uh, www.bodybybobyola site.
1: Yeah. So, it's bodybybob, period, and then yola site. Dot com.
0: Okay, what is that Yolo site?
1: is a service that that offers a uh, website services. So you get you can get free ones, or, you know, But it's just uh, that's that's their little click. If I'm mean, going to use their, that's kind of how they get their advertising.
0: Okay, all right, wonderful. Well, um, Bob, thank you. I've really enjoyed thank the you. hour. And up next is Counter Spin, and then we have um, Matt. Or well, Matt Kaplan is away. He's on an interesting <laughs> adventure. But we'll have Planetary Radio. Uh, from a, uh, I believe from a remote location or previously recorded. We'll see. Um, but anyway, Heather's in here to save me and uh, just in the nick of time. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks.